Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. To present Hancock and Kelly. And good Sunday morning to you. Welcome to Hancock and Kelly on Fox 2, where we take on the top issues of the week. On the right is John Hancock. Hello there, everyone. On the left, Michael Kelly. Good morning. And I'm Andy Banker. On the agenda this morning, St. Louis officials want your input on how to spend the NFL settlement money after all this time and on how to reuse the former workhouse prison. Would they dare use one to pay for the other? <laughs> after more than a decade, the city can't figure out what to do about a man and a woman living in squalor on sidewalks in front of people's houses in South St. Louis. Former President Donald Trump is indicted in Georgia. He promised to reveal proof of election fraud tomorrow, but then he changed his mind. And our quote of the week is from the St. Charles County Council addressing drag and dress codes at the library. But first this morning, hamming it up in the campaign for two key races in Missouri in 2024 for the governor's office and for a U.S. Senate seat. Candidates were out in force at the ham breakfast at the Missouri State Fair in Sedalia. One of the top issues is whether Missouri voters should decide on legalizing abortion on that same November 24 ballot. I think voters ought to be able to weigh in and um, in, in every state and jurisdiction they want to. I want to fundamentally change who has power in this country. I'm tired of us being ruled instead of represented and, uh, and we need to have more power and control for ourselves. In the governor's race, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, St. Charles County Senator Bill Igel, and Lieutenant Governor Mike Kehoe made the rounds. St. Louis County Prosecutor Democrat Wesley Bell has also been stumping at the fair. The ham breakfast is always looked at as a big deal, John, but why it's so early? Does it really matter? Well, it's, it's kind of like a beauty, beauty pageant for politicians. You know, they yeah. all get out there and they get the little ham on the plate and they're rubbing shoulders with each other. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun to be there once. It's the kind of thing you want to do once, Andy. Uh, by the 12th or 13th year of the thing, it can get a little bit uh, tedious. Can we tell anything from it at this point? Not really. I, you know, the ag community, uh, it does play a pretty disproportionate role in Republican primaries in the state. So if you get a sense that the ag community is coalescing behind somebody in a contested primary, that usually matters. You know, one thing that there's a dynamic here that jumped out at me. Lucas Kuntz is just totally focused on Hawley as if he's already the Democrat nominee. St. Louis County Prosecutor Wesley Bell's in that race, too. Is it wise for him to just act like Bell doesn't exist? Yeah, that's what I would be doing. Uh, it will be interesting to see how that race uh, flushes out. But Lucas Kuntz got the attention this morning because of that behavior. Why do the politicians go to the ham breakfast? Yeah. Because how would they look better than standing next to a bunch of livestock? Uh, and that's exactly what we got to see. Uh, and I'm with John. I'm glad I don't have to go. It is a big deal in the state of Missouri. It is an opportunity for the politicians to actually uh, hold talk to each other, shake hands, be cordial with each other. Uh, and that's what we saw happen. And uh, Josh Hawley and his nonsense about abortion, suddenly he thinks voters ought to have a say. He's so full of it. You know, and outside of debates, there aren't that many places where you and your opponents get to get them be all in together. the same place. Yeah. 
Nearly two years after Rams owner Stan Kroenke and the NFL settled a lawsuit with St. Louis, City Hall wants your input on how to spend its share. It was a $790 million settlement. The city of St. Louis got $280 million and earmarked $30 million of that for the stadium authority that operates the Dome, that stadium authority known as the RSA. So it's $169 million for St. Louis County and $70 million for the RSA from the initial split. The rest went to attorney's fees. The St. Louis Board of Aldermen will hold three public meetings to get feedback. People can also weigh in online for an entire year. Your thoughts, Michael, on what we should do with the money and the chances of putting politics aside to actually get something sort of big done in a regional sense? Well, what we should be doing is spending it. And the fact that it's taken two years for them to put together a survey to come out and do this, I get it. It's transformational money. It's one-time money. They want to make sure it's spent appropriately. But really, you've got to do a survey to understand what the needs are in this city. The trash isn't being picked up. The roads aren't being policed. 911's, the phone calls are not answering. Should they spend it on police and trash? They should spend it, yes. These folks spent a lot of time, effort, and money to get elected. And what do they want to do? Now they want to sit around and, and think and study. Let's go and get going. Let's spend some money. Rome is burning. Should we do trash pickup and more cops in the city of St. Louis or something regional? Put the money back well, with St. Louis County share. I mean, in a perfect world, Andy, these groups would all get together, city, county, regional sports authority, and they'd figure out, let's pool the money and let's do something massive, big, one-time spending. The problem with spending it on the cops is that you're obligating that spending for future years, and once this stuff is gone, it's gone. The other thing we know is that the money is worth less today than it was two years ago because of inflation. And they weren't even investing it for interest there for the longest time in the beginning. This gang uh, is just dysfunctional. And I don't have, my confidence level is not high that this money will be well used. Well, could they, would they spend any of that money on the mayor's plan for reimagining the city's former prison known as the workhouse, a 23-acre site on Hall Street, North St. Louis, has been empty for more than a year now. The mayor trumpeted its closing, but then had to keep part of it open because of major issues at the city jail downtown. Inmates repeatedly got out of their cells because the locks didn't work there. They broke windows on the building's exterior and set fires for all of us to see. Overcrowding and staffing shortages continue at the downtown jail. An advisory committee on the workhouse is now seeking input on a narrowed down list of ideas, including a racetrack, a solar farm, an animal shelter, or a jail museum. Jump in here, John. I, you're probably big on the jail museum. Jail museum. <laughs> you know what you do with a jail, Andy? You put prisoners in it. Uh, we have got, and we've now at least we've got a prosecutor in the city. There may actually be some prisoners now. And the, it's such folly uh, what they've done. They've shut this facility down. There's nothing wrong with this facility. It was perfectly functional. And now they've got an overcrowded jail in the city uh, where, yeah, the locks don't work. It's like Maybear. It's like Otis coming in drunk on a Friday night. He gets out Saturday morning with a key. I, you know, this is not rocket science. You have prisoners. You have an empty prison. I think that's the plan. Why is the workhouse such a darling of progressives, closing it down? I have no idea. Uh, but they spent it. The mayor got elected on closing the workhouse right. down. 
Let's give a little inside baseball here. What that ultimately meant is we canceled the federal contract to keep federal prisoners in our own prison so that we could make room for local prisoners. That money's now being spent in Cape Girardeau and other places across the country. Therefore, we have one prison, it's overcrowded, there's riots, there's fires, there's breakouts that are happening. When Tashara Jones was not the mayor, she and the members of the Board of Aldermen went down there and led protests and said this is wrong. Now these folks all sit in the aldermatic chamber and they're hiding their face. They have an opportunity to open the workhouse, put people back in jail, let's get this criminal justice system working, but instead they're gonna continue on their folly. I don't get it, I'm with John. I think this is the gang that can't shoot straight. They have great ideas, but they can't make a government work. You like any of these ideas you know, for alternate uses? No, I'm for putting the prisoners in jail and let's get the pr prosecutors an opportunity to start a cycle and stop the overcrowding that's in the current jail that they created. South St. Louis residents want the mayor to make a priority out of addressing an issue that has persisted for more than a decade and is something they see as a symbol of ongoing dysfunction in city government. A man and woman, refugees from Sudan, have been living right there on neighborhood sidewalks in a small shack made from shopping carts and old blankets. This has gone on for more than a decade under three different mayors. The couple has been living in that spot right there in front of someone's house at Chippewa and Spring for more than two years. There are issues with odor, rats, and blocking of the sidewalk, of course. It's kind of spilling out into the street a little bit. The couple has refused all help, including an offer of a tiny home from the city. City officials are asking residents for continued patience as Sixth Ward Alderwoman Daniela Velasquez has initiated a task force to find a culturally appropriate solution. How does this need to be handled, Michael Kelly? They need to be removed. This is ridiculous. This is a city that's trying to lure people into it to move into our city, and we're allowing these folks to live on sidewalks? Look, this, this is part of the failed thought process that exists with progressives. There are some of these folks who don't want to live in a homeless shelter. They shouldn't be given the opportunity to go camp in front of your house because they choose not to do it. And we've got to get past this. Look, I mean, sometimes people just want to act outside the norm. That's what the case is here. Make them move, let's move on. More patience after 10 years under three mayors, John. I gotta believe they're blocking the for sale sign in that lawn there. <laughs> uh, you know, this is ridiculous. They, they, they obviously there's some mental health issues going on here. Uh, you've got an obligation to, this, this, that's personal private property that they're camping on out there. Uh, they need to be gone to. Anybody who's let this go on for this long is, uh, just completely irresponsible. Up next on Hancock and Kelly, we dive into more tough times for President Biden in the polls and far worse issues for former President Donald Trump, now facing criminal indictment number four. The podcast, just search for Hancock and Kelly. After being indicted in Georgia, former President Donald Trump promised to unveil the proverbial smoking gun at a news conference tomorrow, proving election fraud in that state. He now has canceled that news conference. His former vice president says there is no such smoking gun. The Georgia election was not stolen, and I had no right to overturn the election on January 6th. Now, Mr. Trump and... Mr. Trump and 18 of his allies have until Friday to surrender on criminal charges of conspiring to overturn Georgia's 2020 presidential election results. President Biden won the state 
by less than one quarter of 1%. Donald Trump is also skipping the first debate, as of right now, of 2024 in the Republican presidential candidates debates. That's set for Wednesday night. Michael, how much or how little trouble is Donald Trump in politically and criminally? Well, criminally, it's big. And, and ultimately, I think he is going to wind up being convicted on at least one of these 80 charges that he's up for. Um, and that will be interesting. Uh, politically, he's probably in a good spot because I cannot fathom why 30 to 40 percent of this Republican Party is so obsessed with this man that's a complete charlatan that can continues to lie to them. Oh, I'm, I'm going to give you the latest on how this election was stolen. It's just, isn't it old and tired? Why is he really skipping the debate if he, well, I mean, there's some speculation. Maybe he'll jump up and show up at the last minute or something. I don't think so. I mean, you know, if you're winning, it's a multi-candidate field. You're north of 50% in the polls. There's no incentive to show up. I mean, that's just traditional political orthodoxy. And I do think... What about the criminal stuff? Yeah. Most people aren't paying very close attention to this, Andy. And for most people, they, they feel like the guy's being piled on. And unless you're paying attention to the seriousness and the detail of these charges, and they are serious charges, the appearance is he's just being jumped on, and there's a sympathy factor out there, and it's enhancing his lead in the, in the GOP. President Biden faces growing criticism over the response to tragic fires and the loss of life in Hawaii. He continues to languish in polls as well, especially on the issue of the economy. Still, he touted his economic record in a visit to Milwaukee. The poor have a ladder up, the middle class have a good shot, and, and, and the wealthy do very well. The Financial Times and the Wall Street Journal initially called my plan Bidenomics. I'm not sure they meant it in a totally complimentary way at the time. <laughs> but guess what? It's working. A new poll puts his overall approval rating at just 42%. It plunges to just 36% for his handling of the economy. He's also getting criticism from Republicans and Democrats for initially saying he had no comment about the tragic fires in Hawaii that have killed at least 114 people. The president will visit Maui tomorrow, but has refused to answer questions about the trip. Michael, why doesn't his economic message seem to resonate, and does he seem confused or something when he's being asked about Hawaii? Well, I think his uh, economic message is hard to resonate because inflation uh, is there. Things cost more. But if people took an objective view and went back and looked at where we were at and what was anticipated by both the Fed and all the economists out there, President Biden stopped the drainage that we were having. He's brought inflation to more normal numbers. He's been able to keep people and employment happening in the country. It's working. Um, and so I think it's hard for people to understand it, but it's a case that he'll make over the next couple of years. In terms of why he had no comment on Maui, I think he may have been just confused. How reelectable is he? Not very. Uh, and, you know, expecting Joe Biden to get better than he is now is like waiting for the Cardinals to turn the corner. I mean, he's not going to be more effective as a candidate a year from now than he is today. I think that's clear. Uh, they've got a real problem on their hands. Still to come on Hancock and Kelly, our quote of the week is from the St. Charles County Council on dress codes and drag at the library. Also, we talked Mizzou football with head coach Eli Drinkwitz. Kind of. There is a lot of hoopla surrounding Mizzou football. It's coming more from the state legislature, though, than on the practice field. The coach praised the new state law, making it easier to pay athletes 
to play for the Tigers. When you play for the, uh, the University of Missouri, you represent the entire state, 6.5 million of us, and, and we are very proud of you. And, and part of the, the pushing of this is so that you can receive your part. Governor Parson held a bill signing ceremony. The new law loosens NIL, name, image, and likeness restrictions, among other things. It allows high school recruits to receive NIL money when they sign with in-state schools. Pay to play while they're still in high school, John Hancock, right or wrong? Hey, look, these kids are making millions of dollars for that university. And uh, I've all... Even before they got to attend school there. Yeah, and I've long thought that, uh, that those athletes, you know, ought to be uh, paid. Uh, so I'm glad to see this. Michael, are we going too far with this stuff? Well, from a Missouri perspective, it's smart. Every other state's doing it. Trust me, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, they're doing this stuff. Whether or not this is a healthy thing that we're doing as a society, I'm not sure it is. But these are the rules, and good for Missouri for making us compete. Now to our quote of the week. The St. Charles County Council has had it with the leadership of the public library. This goes back to a complaint in May that a male library worker with a beard wore makeup, fingernail polish, and earrings on the job. Then in a social media post, the library's CEO blasted Republican and far-right attacks on libraries. Our quote of the week is condensed from the resolution just passed by the county council saying the library should promote a respectful, safe, inviting experience for all without advancing any political agenda, and the library should enforce its dress code. Is there anything wrong with that resolution, Michael? What a waste of time, really? This is our second largest county in the state of Missouri, and this is what they're wasting their time on? Come on, people have always acted a little weird or different than others. Now we're going to criminalize it and spend time with, with St. Charles County, a place that I grew up in. This is what we're wasting our time on? This is nonsense. Does the library need a dress code for its Of course workers? they do. Of course they do. Let's say I consider myself a clown. Every morning I get up, I put white paint on my face and a red nose, and I go out. Who's going to hire me? Uh, the circus. But, uh, you, know, you know, the library needs to have dress codes. Final thoughts are next. First, Bomberito.com Drone Fox over the fabulous Four Seasons Hotel at LeCleve's Landing in St. Louis. Final thoughts, Michael? Well, we're all used to the cluster that is uh, Donald Trump at the top of the Republican ticket. But, boy, these other candidates, they just continue to get worse and worse. How about this Vivek Ramaswamy? 34 years old. His latest idea, you shouldn't be able to vote until you're 21. So let's get this straight. You can go fight for our country at 18. The Republicans want you to have a gun when you're 10 years old, but you can't vote. These Republicans are nuts. John. Well, that wasn't very nice, was it? It's just the truth. You know, I've become quite the aficionado of the sport of soccer. Yes. And the season resumes tonight. And I'm a little concerned about our ball club there, where they're called the uh, St. Louis City something or other. Right. And they're in first place in their division uh, in the uh, MLS. On the pitch. Yeah. And let's hope that Lutz Vandensteel, <laughs> the director of soccer opera, whatever he is, Let's, let's hope he can keep this team rolling down the field and uh, bring home a championship cup. The uh, MLS Cup, what do they call that cup, Andy? That, uh, 
Uh, the cup. Yeah, I, I was I was effectively challenged today to use Luke's fan and steel in my uh, final thought. Michael Kelly has delivered. I want to thank you. I won't be here next week, but stay rest assured, Gene Evans will be in for me, and I'm taking a rare vacation. I'm actually going to be out of town, Michael. Good for you. We'll see if she can say Luke's fan and steel. Oh, yeah, she can do it. Uh, one of the best things that has ever happened on this show during the last commercial break John Hancock got a FaceTime call from little Tula, his granddaughter. Unbelievable. Yes, isn't she a cutie? You can't believe how cute that was. And it was all her, <laughs> not him. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for watching Hancock and Kelly. You can download the show or any segments. You search the words Hancock and Kelly. Fox News Sunday is next. And remember, if it's Sunday in St. Louis, it's Hancock and Kelly on Fox 2. See you next week.